0: In light of everything that's going on in the world, we want to be real and discuss it. What's going on? Well, there's a global pandemic and hundreds of thousands of people are dying in the U.S. and all over the world. After a string of racially insensitive, perhaps racially motivated, deaths at the hands of law enforcement, and the general mistreatment of people of color by our criminal justice system since the founding of our nation. The world is waking up. Protests, riots, and a generally increased awareness of inequity has flown around the world faster than the coronavirus. So how do these things affect us as people living with cancer and us just as people? This is heavy. So let's talk it out. This is the Myeloma Team Podcast. I'm Kenny Caps. My podcast partner is Yolanda Brunson-Cerebo. Getting past the obstacles that life throws at you takes a team effort. When you or someone you care about is living with multiple myeloma, it takes a myeloma team. So we talked last week, you and I, um, about what we wanted to talk about this week. And um I think one of the biggest things that we want to talk about is what's going on in the world. Um, I mean, it affects all of us. So people with blood cancer, people with multiple myeloma aren't any different. Um, But you and I also both know that, and we've talked to this, um, talked about this with Dr. Gormley at uh, the FDA, about the discrepancy and the high ratio of Blacks to well, everybody else, um, and multiple myeloma. Um, and there's a really high percentage, um, considering that I think um, the Black population in the United States is, what, about 14% now, I think, of, of the overall population. and But the myeloma population, um, which there are about 33,000 new cases every year of myeloma, is about 28 percent um so that's a really off number um and there's all a bunch of reasons for it and that's just one of the many things that we see um i mean as a society we a society mm-hmm. that we see that's um that there's a discrepancy there's a disparity and and i don't know the reasons why i mean we can all guess lots of reasons and um there's certainly been lots of studies and people that are way smarter than we are that have been studying this for years um but i think a lot of it boils down to a cultural disaster it's 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 and I don't know how, but it seems to me, obvious. it seems obvious to me that, it, that there's racism um, involved in every step of it, um, the, where we are now, um, where um, the black community is, where um, now, where the um, how um, black individuals are treated um, in every part of society, it's based on, on some sort of cultural separation. We've decided as a society uh, um, all the way around that we need to separate ourselves from some of the best parts of our world. And and so that's led us to, to now. And so now we're really seeing it um, in anger and frustration and it's coming out And so I think it's a good time to talk about stuff that you and I already know is that there's a there's a disparity in the medical community, too, in the cancer community. Um, People are everybody should be angry right now with where we're at Um, with how people have been diminished with the black community. Has been diminished worldwide but especially here in the united states and the george floyd situation um the ahmaud situation um the 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 young woman in in louisville all of those are just they're one more tick that's that's it they're they're not new um they're not things that haven't been around for a long time um, they're not things that probably most of us have not known, at least in the back of our, our minds, what's going on. But we've all chosen to um, ignore it and, and hope that it will go away, or maybe we say something, um, but that's it. And so now, there now action is happening, and I struggle about with this greatly, um, w- with lots of guilt and shame because. I am who I am. Um I, I know I'm a white man of privilege. Um not to say that I have big bucks or grew up in a fancy mansion, but that's not what it takes to have white privilege and to know it. It's that I've never experienced what it's like to feel fear, the uh, the kind of fear that many if not most African Americans maybe all African Americans feel um, just when they enter the world every day <clears throat> um, sure my butt, my butt cheeks clench when, when I see a cop um, I don't trust him <laughs> but, but if that's my anxiety level I can't imagine um, what it's like to, to look a little different um to be born into um a family that that had skin of your color and not mine so tell me how you're doing how does this how is this sitting with you right now
1: um i am so angry because even in 2020 we're still dealing with this right yeah I think now the the blinds are open, right? The covers are off and I think it's anybody's game now basically and maybe not in a good way. but I think yeah. this conversation has to be had now. I think there has to be changes now, you know. I think a lot of people have just gone about their business and okay i have a black friend here or i have a white friend here and it's i feel sometimes it's that that elephant in the room right Mm -hmm. We okay we don't want to talk about the history you know time and time again i hear people say oh that was so long ago like why do we have to rehash it i've said from a lot of speaking engagements that i've been in if you don't know your history okay then the whole thing is a done, okay. And that goes even into the health disparities that we have, okay. Yeah. You have to know the history. You can't just be, oh, it's a regular day in the neighborhood. I first wanted to give two definitions that I think before we continue this conversation, okay. The definition of institutional racism which is also known as systemic racism okay it's a form of racism expressed in the practice of social and political institutions it can lead to such issues as discrimination and criminal justice employment housing health care political power and education among other issues this is all of it in a nutshell. You know, you're going to have racism basically in all of those aspects. Yeah. For me, personally, I've seen things in employment. You know, you know, I'm from the fashion industry, so I was one of, maybe only a one of few or just the only one in particular area, which is product development, production. So, I would be in a company and it will just be me and you can see this disparities in terms of how much you're getting paid and how much I'm getting paid, wow. okay? That was just kind of in the air. And I think for me, I think it, a lot of that was, well, just be happy that you have this position because <laughs> there's not a lot of you in there. So we go about our business, just is right. kind of what we do, right? You. Do what you gotta do, you make strides, you move on to other places or whatever. The other definition that I wanna give, part of this conversation, is Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. Okay, Black Lives Matter was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin, murderer. Black Lives Matter Foundation Inc. is a global organization in the United States, in the UK, and Canada, whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on Black communities by the state and vigilantes, by combating and countering acts of violence, creating space for Black imagination and innovation, and centering Black joy we are waiting immediate improvements in our lives. Now, I know a lot of people have or had an issue with Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Why isn't it All Lives Matter? Okay, if you believe in God, you know all of our lives, we're all brothers and sisters, right, on this earth. However, we don't treat each other as such. Black Lives Matter is specific to the cause because we're the ones unfortunately affected in such a disrespectful and hurtful way okay so it's not to say white lives don't matter asian lives don't matter indian lives don't matter this is like again history okay like i had a conversation the other day and i've seen it like even even the travels i travel throughout the world okay and that's another thing some people think that black people don't travel some of us do some don't but some do okay I've seen you do it in, you know i've been to asia okay and sometimes like i said that's a whole conversation we can go deep 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 but sometimes as a black person we get the the, the feeling that If you're anything else other than Black, then that's a good thing. Okay, So we know that there's racism in other cultures, right? However, as long as you're not Black, it can't, our thing isn't as worse as Black people. And that's kind of what we get. So just to explain a little bit about why Black Lives Matter Foundation is such a big deal. Even though people don't really get it, like just open your mind to what this conversation is about. Not you, but just like who, who the listeners are. Just open a mm-hmm. conversation on why in 2020, we mm-hmm. still have to talk about the disparities in healthcare, employment, and housing, and justice, criminal justice. Why is there such a difference between me getting arrested and you getting arrested for the same thing? Right. Why are we talking about you getting a slap on the wrist? Like the latest case with, uh, I believe his name is Reynard Brown, I hope I'm saying his name right, where whatever the case is, he had a few drinks, okay? You approach this person, how this man is dead? Shot in the back twice versus someone who's white, who, okay, you know, you should walk home or whatever the case is. How, how, how does one go home to their family where the other one leaves their family and dies? You know what I'm saying? So this conversation, as hurtful as it is, you know, and a lot of people just kind of wanted to go away, You know, even the press is still going at it. Like, we're not really, we're talking about COVID, but not too much. Okay, now it's the protests all over the place. I noticed, like, last week, I felt like they were trying to wean in showing too much of what's going on. But these protests are still going on, you know. 2020, we're still talking about this foolishness. You know, we all can't just live on this earth make our money, go to work, have a business, you know, be advocates, you know, um, if we're ill, just go about our illness, try to survive it. We have to think about in the case to healthcare. do I have the proper insurance? Does my doctor look at me the same way as someone else, not of my skin color, you know? It's just a hard conversation. And I think everyone has to have this conversation, whether it's in their home, whether it's with their friends. We have to figure out a way to stop this craziness, period.
0: Yep, that's right. Um, you know, and I, I've, I've seen on social media a few different um, comments on the difference or the value of saying, um, Black Lives Matter, and why it's important to not harp on the All Lives Matter thing. And <clears throat> one thing I I saw was sort of comparing it to when you said, if you said, sadly, um, my parents died. Well, if somebody came up to you and instead of commiserating with you, they said, all parents die. That's true. But it's not helpful in that moment, um, and it's not what that person needed. And and that's that's right. Um, sure, it's true. All lives matter. Um, but it's not helpful. It's hurtful, actually, um, because you're discounting the importance of the moment. Um, and, and this is, it's a moment. It's not the moment. There's gonna be a lot of moments, especially going forward. Um, because we're going to come out of this. I don't know how we're going to come out of this, but we're going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's doubly compounded, triply compounded, quadruply compounded by the fact that we're all struggling. We're, <laughs> we're all having a mental health crisis <laughs> We're we're dealing with, um, this pandemic of something that we've never experienced before. Um, we're having to, and, and not just people um, that are immunocompromised, um, not just people that might otherwise be at high risk for catching this disease. And so you you compound that with the reminder that there's a group, any group, I don't care what size they are, but there's a group of of our world, our population, the people people that we love, um, that are considered less than, and they're treated less than, um, as if they don't have as much right and um, to lead the world as anybody else. So, so we move, and we, and we're dealing with. Um, some of our leaders, who are compounding the problem, either they're either they're denying it that it exists, that the problem is there, um, that the problem is solved um, within a day or two, or um, that there just really isn't a problem. That's one, or that the solution is to refer to people who are tired of this as gangsters or thugs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that they're inherently violent. I don't know if you saw it, um, but I, I, I saw a uh, one uh, video. In fact, I think it was a really popular video, so I'd be surprised if you hadn't, but the um, a woman was yelling into a video um, during a protest, and I actually don't know where it was. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Um, I can't and, think a name right now. I know what you're talking about. Yes.
0: And, and and she said, people said, why are you burning down your own buildings? Why are you destroying your own stores? They said, because we don't own anything. Mm-hmm. This isn't ours. We, we're, we're lucky if we even rent it. It's not ours. You won't let us have ours. We don't get to have ours the great american dream isn't even a dream for some people it's a fantasy i was uh filling out you know finishing up my taxes recently and one of the things on there you know it's every year that's on there is they asked me if i've taken my first home buyers uh credit um which I'm um, I'm almost fifty years old. I did that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, actually, 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 I think I did it before they even had the existing. But so so right. I wasn't eligible. I'm too old for it. But <laughs> but I was thinking the the number of people that I know um, that had that opportunity to even buy their first home is um, that are African American. Really small. I used to be a real estate attorney back in a previous life, and so I mm-hmm. did a lot of closings. Um, and I and I lived in Atlanta, so I did did a lot of I did some trans I did transactional stuff and court stuff. And um, in Atlanta, which has a sizable uh, black population percentage wise compared to other major cities um, in the U.S., and even there, it was fairly small um ratio and most of the people that I saw and I, and I did I, I did a lot of closings for for black families um I did I, I did a lot of them but the difference between the closings and what they what was their dream house looked very different than than the white families very different Because they didn't perceive that that was reality for them. Number one, and number two, there were ways of getting it never felt right. And this was during um, the uh, the subprime um, bubble where people were buying loans or getting loans that they really didn't qualify for, and so they were duped. And and you know which community was most affected by that? The black community, absolutely. They 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 were getting hundred and twenty percent of the value of their homes because they were convinced, somebody convinced them that the, their house value was just gonna keep going up and up and up and up. And so eventually what they could do is just refinance it and then and then it would be a hundred percent of the value. They didn't change the price. They didn't change what they had to pay. Um they were just talking about the value. Well that's great, but if if you if you make forty, forty five thousand dollars a year, which back then in the late nineties, early two thousands was good income. Um, even in Atlanta, but if you make forty five thousand dollars a year, a three hundred thousand dollar home is not viable if if that's what your family makes. That's just that's just simple math. Right. Uh, and but it was target. They were targeted. And I I won't go so far as to say is that the lenders or the mortgage brokers were, or even the, the real estate agents were inherently racist that they thought that what they were doing was intentionally harming those black communities. But they took advantage. And it was because it was a, it was, it was almost a habit. They, they'd been taught it was a habit. And I think in the medical community, that's the same thing. You know, I was just looking at an article <clears throat> um, recently. It's called A Chronicle of Racism, The Effects of the White Medical Community on Black Health. So the the AMA, the American Medical Association, was um, developed, I believe, in the 1840s. So I think it was, <laughs> it was created before the end of the Civil War, before the Emancipation mm-hmm. Proclamation. Um and so their idea of what health was, and you had actual um, Blacks that worked with white physicians. You didn't have Black physicians, but you had Blacks that worked with white physicians. But A good chunk of them were slaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there was a And so this article is interesting and it doesn't come to a major conclusion other than the fact that most of the disparities in health, and this was written a while ago, like in 1992, but most of the disparities in health of the black communities and white communities can be, can, uh, can go back to not because blacks are inherently less healthy. Although I've heard that even as a kid, I'm living in the South, growing up the South. I've heard that. I've heard people say that, um, that, that black you people know what?
1: I, I'll let you finish the point, but let me
0: just yeah. add. I think that's
1: something. Well, go ahead. Of course it is. Absolutely, <laughs> it
0: is. Uh, of course it is. But and that's like, what blows my mind. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that 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 was, that that actually went so far as I mean to even being told a, t- told a child. I didn't believe it at the time. I mean I simply right. really didn't believe in them because because my parents didn't promote that. Um, they they didn't um, share that um, belief, um, and so I never really it never really stuck with me. And so I remember thinking that well those people are stupid. But um, and i and, and I have to admit I'm related to some of them. Um, but uh, but you know. So the so this as I keep I'm trying to not overuse the word systemic because everybody's using it now, but it's mm-hmm. true. It's, it is systemic. It's, it's pervasive. It's it's in every aspect. It's in our criminal justice system. It's in our medical communities. It's in it's in our economic structure. Um, right. It's in everything that we do. Racism um, is deep rooted. And so, and I guess my point of it, going into this article without going into it in de- detail, even through, um, you know, all the ups and downs of civil rights and segregation and so forth, it goes so much further back than that um, mm. as to, I, don't, I, don't, I guess you could say fear. I've certainly heard that. And, and so I suppose that's part of it is fear of, of blacks because they're different. They're they're not, they're not me. They're not white. They're not the same, but, but, and excuse my language, but that's bullshit. Mm
2: -hmm. It is.
0: Um, And it's, it's, there's, there's, I mean, not not to say that, not to say that you and I aren't different, but it's not because of the color of your skin. Um, Of course. uh, course. Yes. Internally, internally, we're different. Um, for different, but for different reasons. Um, but I, so I'm, so am I from my, you know, very Germanic wife. Um, I mean, but you know, you, you're a woman, I'm a, I'm a man. (laughs) Those those things are different. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but honestly, but there's no reason why that's any greater difference because of the color of your skin. Those are just things. Those are just stuff. Um, but you're an awesome loving wonderful human being um and i'm proud to share this earth with you so thank you right we next. have we have we've we we screwed up 300 years ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we have and and instead of fixing the problem we have decided to put band-aids on it of um and and and, and and I'll even go so far as to say that while it, would, it did a great—I mean, it was a great weight off of people when when there was major milestones in um, racial, not necessarily integration, but racial racial harmony, communi- communications, or rights given. But they should never have been issues. Um, I mean, even the, the landmark decision on the LGBTQ. Thing yesterday yes. with Supreme yes. Court giving them rights, which is wonderful. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it should we shouldn't have had to define that. Nobody ever said that being a white male is a protected class of people so you can't discriminate against me on that.
1: Right.
0: So why do I have to say because you choose your gender or because you were born a different color than me that you have to be protected? Why do you have to be protected? Exactly. And so I, I don't know how this happens. I don't know if this is possible and, and, and very likely not, but we need to go back to the beginning as where, where, where these ideas started, where this perception of that, if you're black, you're dangerous, mm-hmm. or that there's, there's a culture of, of uh, criminality. Because I know that's and, and and that's probably a really unpopular thing. So if anybody actually does uh, listen to this, they're going to be upset with me for saying that. But that's a perception right. um, that there's a that there's the uh, thug life, the 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 you know the prison culture um, and so mm. forth. And I'm well, not saying but, it doesn't exist.
1: Right. Let me just add. Um, I think my thoughts is I think there's a lot of ego that comes into play and I think it's a lot of power. So when you have someone who you feel is a threat for whatever reason, you put on your gloves and you try to limit their way of life, right? We're all here, we have this opportunity, how we want to live our lives, right? if you want to be successful or we don't want to do anything. You know, we have that freedom, at least here in this country, to kind of just do whatever, but not really, because we have groups of people who, for some reason, feel that Black people will limit their being. Okay, just absorb that. Black people will limit your being. So if you are a a, a doctor, this black person here is a threat. Right. Like it does not make any type of sense whatsoever, okay? But for some people, that's what the perception is. It just blows me away. Like it doesn't make any type of sense. We are. As a black person, we have to work as hard. It seems like we have to work triple times for what is known as white privilege, right? If I want to go to law school, I'm going to have to really um, up it up to get up in there. Yeah. Where someone who may not be as smart as I well, can just walk straight in. You know, we've kind of seen this what in the last year with the celebrity—I forget the lady—where the, the, these celebrity people are paying to get their kids into college. You're not saying much for your child. I guess you feel that your child is stupid that you gotta pay for them to get into these institutions. So, like, like I said, this back to history. If you don't know your history, you cannot proceed the conversation. Okay. Back to healthcare, I've had conversations. I have presentations where I gave the systemic racism in this country alone. Okay, of using us as guinea pigs, like we're some type of farm animal. Right. I bleed, you bleed. I have cancer, you have cancer. Like the only difference between us is skin. So how you can Think that you can just use me <laughs> because I'm less of nothing. It's just it it just is mind blowing. Okay, I bring up about the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Institute. Okay, people were promised whatever they were promised. Okay, yeah, I'll take this, what you're telling me, and here you're giving me syphilis, here I'm dying. Come on now. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. It's just absolutely absurd. Henrietta Lacks, I'll keep saying her name until I'm out from this earth, okay? Because of her and her cells that are still living, which is like unheard of. That's questionable right there. The lady is dead. How many years? Like 60 or so years. Her cells are the ones that are helping us, helping the scientists come up with ways to help cure us with myeloma and whatever diseases are out there. So it's just like, I don't know. You really have to know your history. The conversation is history, history. And okay, so you know the history. So what? History shows you what not to do in 2020 that we're still doing. I posted on my um, Instagram, I don't know if you saw it, that Melinda um, oh, yeah. Gates, Bill Gates' wife, I don't know what that whole thing is. I won't go into too much details because I didn't do more research or whatever. But she has this bright idea that when they come up with a vaccine, they should first use it on Black people. Now, some people may think, oh, that's a wonderful thing, because for some reason, African-Americans are affected more with this COVID-19 than others. So that's questionable. And you have everybody with their little theories as to what that's about. But how do you sound, okay to utter such a thing if you don't know your history? Like, that was like a comment. Again, I didn't go too deep into the research of the article, so I won't get too much in there, so I'm just kind of spewing what the headline said. But it's like, if you know the history of this country, and you're telling a Black person, oh, we're going to try this on you because, you know, it'll help you, you know, because you guys are dying quicker than everybody else, you sound like a fool. At least this this black woman here will not be doing that. Okay, that that's just not happening. Okay, but you may have a few who are drinking the Kool Aid. Okay, that's a little commentary that we say amongst ourselves. Okay, it's about being woke. Okay, woke means opening your eyes to what is around you. Okay, don't live in a, a white fence. You know the sky is blue world. Okay, see what's in front of you. See what this person here is getting shot. This person here is getting arrested. These people over here are protesting. Don't be in your little cubby as to think, oh, this isn't going to affect me. Okay. Oh, I'll take this um vaccine. I don't think so, Ken. <laughs> okay.
0: So you know, and you know what it reminds me of? <clears throat> Victim blaming. <laughs> Um, and so, it's as as if, and that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like it's it's they're saying, well, it's partly their fault. So I guess we'll step in and save them, uh, because it's 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 their problem. And so, even in the early 1900s, as late as I should say, the 1900s, there was a there was a noted difference. And, and you're right, you got to know your history, uh, right. because uh, because that way it doesn't. It's not tone deaf. You're not forgetting why we're doing this and, and what the problem is. It's not so much that we have to take care of the black community because we're the white people here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it, it's it's that there's not a difference and, that, and there doesn't need, and so we're, we're just, it's just one more area of making a distinction and making it harder for us to see each other as equals, and so uh, there, there's one one article that um, uh, doctors were talking about, and they studied this back in the early 1900s. That the infant mortality rate of the black population versus the white population was significantly higher. The infant mortality rate um, in the South uh, was 98.4 per thousand, while for whites it was 60.2. That's insane. That was their infant mortality rate. That was in 1929. And so there was a statement. This was written by a doctor. I'll let you guess what, what his race was. Um, he said, um, his, the Negro, diet is fatty. He revels in fat. Every pore of his sleek, contented face reeks with unctuousness. To him, the force-producing quality of the fats has a seductive fascination that opium leaves about the oriental. Which is another racist comment.
1: Exactly. And so, Hello. And, and, and so,
0: so, and and so, what the what this article was saying was is that it was the opinion of most physicians at that time, is that it was even it was futile to even try to to um, rescue the blacks' health to make black community healthier. And so, and and when they dug deep into it later on, decades later, they realized that the the reasoning for the difference in mortality rate really had very little to do more with the fact was their inadequate standard of housing. Most of this housing was stuff that either was granted to them or that they were shoved in after they were released as slaves. And so even, even, even blacks that had come over after slavery had been abolished, they were still, they would still wind up in the same communities as a default. And so they, they would, and so so, of course, um, they had inadequate health care. They were seen as the others. They were seen as people that didn't get to take advantage of everybody else's stuff. Um, uh, it was because it was ours, and then they could do fine by themselves. Mm-hmm. It's um, funny the that I
1: you sh- say that, because even when we do fine by ourselves, okay, there have been white people in the past who have taken it from us okay there's um i didn't do my research properly before our um call but there have been um i forget if it was in virginia or what where it was a town and black people working black people middle class build you know they just had their own homes their own businesses banks in the community and we were we were thought of as a threat and they burned down the whole community you know what i'm saying yeah. so what does that tell us like it's so deep rooted to the core you just don't you just don't know how to move forward but i think today's protesters are tired you know, yeah. unfortunately, I'm not out there because I have been at protests. I'm definitely for whatever the movement, if something is not right. Okay. So from afar, you know, I visit my voice as to enough is enough, you know. Oh. So however we got to fix it, it's got to be fixed. Like you mentioned earlier, this Band-Aid, the Band-Aid is warped. Okay. You can't, the Band-Aid doesn't stick anymore. So again, if you're in your little bubble, oh, what's happening over there in Mississippi? Oh, it's not gonna be here, over here. No. Yeah. I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. And I I know that you and I aren't gonna sit here and come up with the answer. Lots of people have been talking about this that are certainly much smarter than I am um, for a long time. And people that I admire and there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good people out there yelling to yelling to the rafters and letting people know that this is not okay. And this has to be fixed and it has to be fixed. Now it's enough. Um, and and coming from where i am all i can do is uh <clears throat> get in where i can fit in uh right. and that's that's all i know to do um i, I mean sure uh i'm, I'm offered uh, i'm i'm able to offer up my my voice um i'm able to to write letters um i'm uh I'm a little bit hesitant to, uh, go, um, go into the street and, you know, throw, throw rocks at people, but, um, right. I, I I mean, you,
1: but any, but I any little answer. move forward is a good move. And I yeah. think also a lot of people, I know I've heard like, um, One celebrity, I won't mention her name, but I I just um, admire her and she's very voiceful and you know, to the point. We can't tell you the history. You know, me, a black woman, I can tell you some of the history, but I think if you do your due diligence and read and, and you know, see what, we're talking about <laughs> then you you've done you you've opened your eyes okay yeah. then you're woke if if you will in that term okay then then you understand like for those who are sitting home like who just don't get it and sometimes that's the age gap too if you have a yeah. particular age You're going to believe what you're going to believe, me talking to you, you're going to either think, oh, I'm being erratic, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. You're just going to be whoever until you close your eyes and leave this earth. But others, the young people who I think are really hitting the pavement here, they're tired and they know the history. (laughs) though yeah. those in the middle may not know. So you just doing your due diligence to understand, okay, well, what is Yoranda all hyped about over here? What's the Tuskegee Institute? If you go Google, get a book and read, then you can sit and we can have that conversation like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Because unfortunately, the school books are not teaching the children the things that they should know. It's those simple things again, don't put that band-aid over the atrocities of what has happened around the world, okay? Let everyone know, let everyone understand, you know, get a feeling of what it is, what is racism, how do we break it down, how do we love on each other? It's so simple, yet it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it doesn't help when People make ignorant comments too, because I, I wanted to just briefly bring his name up. Um, our our terms, what what is he? The Surgeon General, Mr. Um, Jalon Adams, who's also yeah. a man of color, who I yeah. think is, I'll just say that, okay, if you can hear that from the volume of your, um, wherever you're here on our show, okay. Just the idea of what you mentioned before Black people we eat a certain way. you know we gotta watch out because my my family for me I have high blood pressure. whatever mess he was yapping about like a few months ago he needs to sit down and shut up because you sound you are not helping the situation. Black people are not the only people who eat fried chicken okay? We're not the only ones that have high blood pressure. Now, true, it does rank high in our community, but there's so many factors within that. So him as the Attorney General or Surgeon General, saying these things, again, does not help. It goes into that you know perception of, oh, what they say is true. These people don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to take care of their bodies. Okay? Like, hello, I have multiple myeloma inflammation, may I say, but very healthy woman. Yet, how did I get this crap?
0: And a coach, by the way.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so, how does that happen to me? Okay, I've never drank. Well, socially, but back early 20s and stuff, I didn't do all of that stuff. Never smoked. Never did drugs. Never did any of all of that type of stuff. Healthy, worked out, not as high rank as I do now, but, you know, healthy young woman. Oh, I can't do that because that'll mess with my body. You know, I have to be healthy, 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 yet I still get cancer.
0: Right.
1: So, like I said having these type of comments just builds into the stereotypes and that's not what we need right now especially when you're out of rank such as that and people who don't know any better who don't know the person believe everything that you say about a race of people you know what I'm saying yeah
0: yeah well (sighs) exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yonda thank you um it's uh we're about it at, at uh you know i and i know normally for talking on a podcast we wanted to do about 20 minutes and so we've been going for right about, uh i'm um, close to an hour now mm-hmm. but um but this is important to talk about well 46 minutes mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and so we could talk about this for days and days and days, um, back and forth. And I think you and I are both on the same same page. The world has got to change and it's gonna change now. Um, and I'm for it. Um, and it's it's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be a little painful. Of course. But heck, we're, we're going through a, a lot of painfulness right now. We didn't even get to really talk about all the other stuff in the world and how you're doing and how how oh, your little one is doing?
1: We're doing great. Yeah. We're doing great. You know, now, how, how many sweaty. months now? He's six, just turned six. Gosh. Yep. Like I um, said, that personality is popping.
0: Is he roly-poly? Is he rolling down the
1: uh, Yeah, the, the roll- only thing is like, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, to exactly. OK, you gotta walk to baby poofing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. It's on now.
1: Definitely. Um,
0: How's the family? Everybody's good. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, uh, well, you know, we're, we're good, but the, they're all going a little crazy. Um, the, of uh, the, teen, the teenagers, uh, definitely are, uh, going nuts. The, uh, the boy went to his, you know, uh, none of them liked finishing school online. That was hard. Um, right. And so, the oldest is uh, nineteen, and he just finished his freshman year of college and okay. so his his girlfriend lives um in Ohio about seven hours six and a half seven hours from us <laughs> so <clears throat> after the quarter was over after after school was done, um we talked to his parents and what they've been doing and how they've been keeping um what they've been doing as far as the quarantine and keeping safe and healthy and so forth and so are they so we decided we'd let them. Um, um, hang for a week. So Carter drove. I let him drive up there, uh, and this was the first. Uh, um, this is this is the longest he's ever driven. So I didn't know. I didn't realize that I was such a helicopter parent. I had no idea. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm sure that I drove that far when I was 16 years old. He's 19, and and I'm saying, like, well, call me every single week. We didn't have cell phones. Right. um you, you know, no. I, mean, I didn't talk to him for like a couple of days. Yeah, I'm good. Um, and. <laughs> Like, when did I become such a helicopter parent? And I'm sort of like, you know, if you stopped, make sure you at least text me, but call me, let me know where you are and how the the car is doing.
1: Hey, the world is a scary place. You know, if it means being a helicopter parent, then you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah, And the middle one's uh, frustrated because her soccer season got got dinged. She's Aww. going to be a junior junior in high school, and so she's getting ready to start thinking about colleges, or she's thinking about colleges where she wants to go. she wants to play in college, okay. so all of her camps and and every and all everything's been canceled. So um trying to figure that out um in fact we're not even really getting responses from coach coaches right now that that they don't
1: probably know
0: they don't know and so exactly and so and they're nervous because this is this is big recruiting time for them and so they don't know what's happening either so we're 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 figuring that out the youngest one seems to be handling it the best she has you know all of her digital devices and uh you know she's (laughs) She, she she's fine. She gets to He's hang good. with her friends. Like,
1: what's to eat?
0: <laughs> exactly, and so they're just starting just slowly right. hanging out. Yeah, so they're they're starting to see some friends, but we're making sure we it's a small circles and right. um and and I know I can't control what they do when they leave as much um so I have to trust that they're that they're doing what they're saying they're Safety. doing and they're exactly um. Please just be smart. Do the hand washing and the mask thing. And so and I'm sure they're not sometimes, but 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 mostly it's not intentional. I know it's just they're they're just not thinking. Uh, I know that they uh, my my son started to argue with us the other night, but he thinks that that kids his age are really conscientious about about being healthy and clean and wearing masks right that's not what
1: uh, we're seeing and not like that i've i don't know.
0: I've known you all my life all your life <laughs> i've known you all your life and I, I, it's not intentional it's just, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Um, mm-hmm. you know they're just you know when you're that age they're space cadets um so
1: and they uh, should be you yeah, know in right. all fairness because we all were yeah. right to some degree yeah. so but it's yeah. like again a different world unfortunately
0: yeah, it is a different world. So on that note, it's a different world and we're gonna try this again next week and then we'll talk about some things. Maybe we'll even um <laughs> maybe we'll even keep this a little shorter next time. Yeah, um, we will,
1: for
0: sure. <laughs> but this was, this was important to talk about. So we're going to save this. Uh, this this will be recorded. This is being recorded and, and edited. And so we'll save this and we'll post it up, um, the video and the audio. The audio, of course, on the podcast link, which is also on our webpage. Um well, and also another note, we are actually creating a Patreon page. Um, we're working on that. So we'll let you know in that slide. So if anybody wants to support the Myeloma team um, and be a part of contributing to us continuing to do this, because Yolanda and I don't get paid to do this. No, um, we don't. So, but it's important. and I, and, it so, and so we're going to... Uh, uh, create the uh, Patreon uh, link this week, so and then we'll post that up on the Facebook page as well as on the website. And if you'd like to contribute um, to continue to keep us going um, and to keep these videos happening, um, we would certainly appreciate. And we're certainly also looking for larger sponsors. Uh, Yolanda, thank you. I love you. Thank you.
1: I love you too, friend.
0: <laughs> you are a wonderful human being, and I'm glad you're a part of this
1: thank you and you as well my friend definitely
0: thanks for joining the team today if you have any questions or would like to sponsor this podcast or our website please contact info at myelomateam.com. our patreon partner page is patreon.com forward slash myeloma team your patronage will help us do more we're on your team the song you're hearing in the background is the instrumental version of Taste Delight Light by one of my best friends, David Lamott, musician, author, and speaker. If you want to hear more about him, you can find him in our partner section on myelomateam.com or go to David's website, davidlamott.com. It's even better with David's buttery, smooth voice. Here it is.
2: Stars tonight. This cannot be quantified. Open wide and taste the light. Bleed your cheek.